Welcome back, everyone. I am Michael, your host for Depaganizing the Gospels. In this episode, I will be discussing the depaganization of Mark, chapters 8 and 9. The first note to discuss in chapter 8 is about verse 12, which says, He sighed deeply and said, Why does this generation ask for a miraculous sign? I tell you the truth, no sign will be given to it. Jesus was not condescending when saying this statement, and the characterization in this description is an example of the kind of frustration Jesus may have experienced. He prayed and gave thanks to God for the miracle of multiplying the food, and the people still did not accept the truth of how Jesus was the one God chose to become the King of Israel by divine right and bloodline. Jesus Christ was a human being with emotions and faults the same as any other, so he could have experienced some characteristics of depression or sadness for knowing what only he could know. This type of character is very different from the condescending and self-absorbed character falsified by pagan heretics who added these details to discredit Jesus. The next note is about an omission of verses 23 through 24. The act of spitting was inappropriate behavior in the time of Christ, and it was a curse of sorcery in the Middle Ages. Jesus did not spit in the mouth or in the eyes of anyone to heal them, and the description added to this testimony of Jesus doing that is a complete fraud. Spitting to heal someone was inconsistent with the truth of the spiritual gifts of the Holy Spirit, and Jesus did not spit to heal anyone, nor use magic words. Pagan heretics added these details in an effort to portray Jesus as having been a sorcerer or magician. While those pagans thought it might convince illiterate people to have these fraudulent details added into the testimonies, their ignorance has cursed all of humanity by the fraudulence that has been removed in this depaganization as guided by the Holy Spirit. The next note is about verse 31, which says, He then began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, chief priests, and teachers of the law, and that he must be killed, and after three days rise again. The phrase Son of Man is not synonymous with Son of God, as presupposed by pagans and heretics in their false teachings of the testimonies. The origin of the Son of Man phrase is within the book of Enoch, and Jesus used it to refer to himself because of its true meaning. Historically, Other prophets have referred to themselves as son of man because it means that the man had a human father and Jesus knew that he was the son of Joseph, a descendant of David and the rightful heir to the throne of Israel by virtue of prophecy and the many miracles occurring as signs from God confirming the truth to the faithful. Prophets called themselves the son of man because having these unusual powers given by God required the person to have the humility to proclaim he was just a human being. Jesus prophesied with specificity because he had been gifted with the ability God gave to the Archangel Michael. The prophecies of Jesus are the evidence that he mastered the path of Archangel Michael as described in the book of Enoch. The first note in chapter 9 is about verse 2 which says, After six days Jesus took Peter, James, and John with him and led them up a high mountain where they all were alone. There he was transfigured before them. Enoch was the first human being transfigured to have everlasting life in human history. He was most likely one of the two persons present with Jesus at the event other than the archangels Fanuel and Michael. Elijah was the other person present, and Christ had known Elijah as John the Baptist. Fraudulent biblical scholars will claim that the transfiguration event was proof that Jesus was the Son of God. 
but none of them have ever read the book of Enoch. They also have not been able to explain how John the Baptist could have been Elijah. Any explanation they might provide is sure to be another lie told by heretics and pagans. The truth of the circumstance known as the transfiguration is that God's holy archangels came down to the earth and transfigured the human spirit of Jesus to be eternal prior to his crucifixion. The same event of transfiguration occurred for Enoch and Elijah. The details of Elijah's transfiguration have been removed from the Torah because pagans have chosen to deny that this power only Almighty God has is the proof of how a true faith in the Holy Spirit will enable anyone to have everlasting life. Pagans and heretics have altered the document to remove the truth of it all because they worship Satan who does not want humanity to know God's eternal truth. The next note is one of the most important points to make in all of these testimonies. Verse 4 has been corrected to say, And there appeared before them Elijah and Enoch, who were talking with Jesus. The truth that was not previously known to anyone except those who were actually present at the event is that the two persons were Elijah and Enoch. The main reason Jesus told his disciples not to talk about the event of his transfiguration until after his crucifixion was to prevent anyone from knowing the truth about Elijah's presence at the event. When pagan heretics edited the text, they replaced Enoch's name with Moses because they rejected the book of Enoch in favor of the heretical text attributed to Moses, who was a murderer and never received everlasting life. This knowledge comes from the Holy Spirit. The next note is about verse 7, which says, Then a cloud appeared and enveloped them, and a voice came from the cloud, This is my son, whom I love. Listen to him. The event describing the voice of God being audible is acceptable. It was not evidence that Jesus was the son of God, as pagan heretics will claim, because God calls all of humanity his children, sons and daughters. God is our heavenly Father, and creator of all life in the universe. This event does not contradict the prophecy of God's eternal truth, nor does it prove that Jesus was one of the sons of God, the same as the everlasting angels in heaven. Jesus was a human being, and God loved him like a father loves his son. God will call any man or woman his son or daughter as an expression of his love for that person when the man has true faith and acceptance of the Holy Spirit. The next note is about an omission in verse 19, which now says, Jesus replied, Bring the boy to me. The mischaracterization of Jesus berating the people for a lack of faith is a contradiction of his true character, and it was omitted. Jesus taught love and humility in his ministry and message, and the pagan editorialization had the purpose to be antichrist by insinuating that Jesus was constantly perturbed about the needs of the people. This haughtiness description is the type of character that more accurately describes the gods of pagan mythology. It has been pagans who have tried to insinuate by these injections of scornful attitude that Jesus was conceited and self-absorbed as a son of God would be from the perspective of pagans who believed in such things being the character of their false gods. Jesus was a human being and he was exceedingly humble throughout all of his life. He would not have been scornful toward those who wanted his help. The next note is about the omission in verse 23, which now says, Everything is possible for him who believes, said Jesus. The phrase, if you can, 
was another example of scornful attitude fraudulently attributed to Christ. It has been omitted. It also had the purpose of proposing that Jesus was not really able to heal others. The sowing of seeds of doubt in the text has been a subtle curse that is easily recognized and removed. Fraudulently added details such as this become more frequent in the testimonies of Luke and John, which are even more blasphemous than the curses found in the testimonies of Mark and Matthew. The next note explains the omission of verses 28 through 29. The passage about the disciples asking why they were unable to heal the boy was fraudulently added to support the pagan falsehood that Jesus was able to give the powers of healing and casting out demons to his disciples. The purpose of the falsified response from Jesus was to present a rationalization to other pagans who were never able to perform these miracles. All of their fraud can be rationalized by this one statement that only prayer can achieve the result. While prayer is important, The spiritual gifts of healing and casting out of demons are the powers given with the anointing of the Holy Spirit. The disciples did not have these gifts until the day of Pentecost. The ignorance of pagan heretics reveals the fraud they perpetrated in these cursed texts, and their faulty logic has never been the truth. The next note is very important as proof of this depaganization's validity. Verse 31 says, Because he was teaching his disciples, he said to them, The Son of Man is going to be betrayed into the hands of men. They will kill him, and after three days he will rise. The verse is evidence that Christ did not ever say he was going to die for the forgiveness of sin, nor was he specific about how it would happen. Jesus clearly says that he is going to be killed, murdered, and he died as a result of sinful Romans and heretic Jews. The event has been proof to God that mankind has evolved to be murderous and blasphemous. Humanity has refused to repent of the corruption Satan has brought to the earth by his defiance and rebellion against God, and Christ's prophecies will be fulfilled with the apocalyptic end of mankind. The purpose of depaganizing this text becomes revealed as the final chance for all of mankind to repent of sinful hatred and blasphemy. The last note for this episode is about verse 32, which says, But they did not understand what he meant and were afraid to ask him about it. The statement is relevantly prophetic in the sense that mankind, because of pagans and heretics, have continued to lack understanding of what Christ was saying, and nobody bothers to ask or learn more about it by praying to God for guidance through the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Because people were made to be afraid of asking questions about the contradictions being made in these fraudulently editorialized testimonies that had the purpose of supporting the Antichrist theology of Catholicism, nobody has ever pushed back in an intelligent manner until now. While nothing is impossible for God, it has been put into the minds of the masses that it is not possible for God to provide instruction to any man, especially if it disagrees with the written theology of Catholicism. Today, those pagan heretics are powerless in the world because their fraudulent has been exposed by God's eternal truth and the depaganization of these testimonies. Well, that is all the time we have for this episode. Be sure to subscribe for notifications to the next release. Thank you for listening. I am Michael.